0: Hey, Leftover Army. It's Brian. Uh, we recorded this last night on Saturday, and uh, I want to apologize. It's not a long show. The reason being is it was really late, and uh, my allergies have been killing me. I took a few Benadryl before the podcast, which was a really bad idea. I didn't think it would affect me the way that it did, uh, and, but it made me really lethargic, so I didn't have quite the energy that I usually bring on the podcast. So I want to apologize for that. So just stick with us next week. I'll be back uh, to my regular form. It's just I really tried last night, but, man, I don't know. I, I had sinus pressure, and, and uh, the allergies were just killing me. So I had to take something. The only thing I had was Benadryl. So uh, I think it hurt me more than it helped me. So just stick with us next week. We'll have a longer show. We'll pay it back to you guys. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy episode 47 if you can. And so that that's what worries me. And, you know, they're talking about Jason Momoa – uh, being signed on, possibly. It's just a rumor. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a long time. Just a, so, you know, and we've all, you know, I think everybody speculated that he's probably Aqu- Aquaman. If he is. Aquaman? Name. No. Aquaman. Momoa? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Bullshit. For sure. He's not blonde. Guarantee. He doesn't have to be blonde. They can uh, dye his hair. Lobo. He's Lobo. You would think Lobo. He's fucking by, Lobo. By looking
1: at him. He's not Aquaman! He could be Aquaman. Jay, shut the hell up. <laughs> he
0: could definitely no. be Aquaman. No! Dye his hair. Shave. <laughs> no. Shave. Clean no. shave. No. <laughs> I am not, I am not, I'm not putting my stamp on this. A brilliant no. shave. No. no. And dyed hair. I don't care if he's using a Gillette and a fucking chick razor. (laughs) Bullshit. I don't don't care. I still, I'll stand by that. I will stand by that. He is the Atlantean. No. No. No! Like Thor. It doesn't matter what color his hair is now. It doesn't matter. But like Thor you just need a person that fits that character it doesn't matter what jay i don't care if gillette is the best a man can get <laughs> this is not happening jason momoa is not fucking aquaman i think he's probably <laughs> bullshit yeah when he is not cast as aquaman i'm gonna be i am gonna replay this this is gonna be our fucking intro okay
1: <laughs> that's fine that's fine but i think
0: i think he's Aquaman. okay
1: episode 47 there's already like seven million podcasts Shooting at a brad, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It,
2: it, it's a trap.
1: Gonna to toss it, gonna to taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover counterculture push over pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say it's already been said? I feel pretty sure that the the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch it's pop culture leftovers five four
0: three two one Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And and we're we're the Leftovers. Leftovers. All right. Hey, uh, welcome back. I'm going to adjust the volume here just a little bit. It seems to be a little loud. I came in queue there that time. Yeah, you did. I was hoping (laughs) you were going to be ready for it, dude.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't like being ready for the, uh, two person queue, but this time I was mentally ready
0: for it. Yeah, you were, you were on the ball today. So yeah, hey, we're back another week. Uh, Jay's not with us again. So nothing's changed there. It's unfortunate we miss him. We got to hear him on the intro. Got to hear him on the intro though. And it was, uh, fitting for this, uh, week's episode because we're definitely going to cover that in news. Uh, but we'll do that later. But yeah, totally fitting for this week's show. <laughs> Love that intro. I think that's the best intro I've heard yet. It's it's a good one. I like it. Um let's see here. So you want to start off with some listener emails? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, listener emails. We got another uh email from listener Lee Tapscott. Lee Freeze It Tapscott. He says, First off, I would like to say that Frank Hammer is a great addition to the podcast. <laughs> I was, I was waiting
2: for I was waiting for the music cue. No, I'm not.
0: I'm not <laughs> dropping it this time. Uh, he says, "I have two questions about the upcoming Marvel movie Ant Man. The first question is something for you to chew on and to ponder on. The second question all should the question the second question all should be sitting down on because it will blow your minds. Because that's what I do now. Not only to not only do I give you guys a brain freeze." but I will take that frozen shit and blow it up in your face. Wow. All right, here we go. Question one. If Fox Studios owns the rights to Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four, who created unstable molecules which are used in uniforms that can be altered easily and adapt to a certain environment, allowing them to be incredibly resilient to drastic changes in heat, cold, pressure, density, dirt, etc., making them ideal for use as superhero costumes... How is Ant-Man's clothing going to shrink with him? Are we going to see are we going to be seeing a little naked man running around? What are your thoughts on how Marvel Studios is going to solve this problem? I do believe this is the first movie will Marvel Studios will have to tackle that question or did I miss something? Are you going to read both
2: questions or are you going to do one at a time? One at a time. I don't know. I was wondering that too. I are they even going to address that or is, are we just going to have to kind of suspend our disbelief and just be like oh, okay is close shrunk too i mean they got to just throw something out there right
0: yeah i mean is is that though is that going to be is you know reed richards technology can they not use just that in in a marvel film I don't think
2: there's a copyright on saying unstable molecules. We just can't say Reed Richards created them.
0: Exactly.
2: So that's probably the route they'll go.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, you think that they would have to address it. You know, it'd be a
2: smart way to show how smart and you know how good of a scientist Hank Pym is in the first place, that he's already invented this before he invents the shrinking formula. Right. Like the unstable molecules is a previous invention and then this is the next invention.
0: It could also be something like Stark Technologies came up with years ago and he just like improved upon it or something. They could like try to say it was like Tony Stark or his father did something with it. That's even better. Just tie it all in. Tie it all in. Yeah. I mean that's what they seem to do. I mean like they didn't give the Iron Patriot justice. They just painted war machine and said, yeah, here's Iron Patriot and – I mean, I don't see any reason – I mean, and they can't even do an Easter egg or a wink to the fans like, oh, this came from Mr. Fantastic. They can't even do it. Yeah. It's not possible.
2: Yeah, it would be a really hard wink to do. I don't know how Mm they do it at all. I mean, but I I really think
0: they still could say Unstable Molecules, whether they will or they won't. I mean, you know. I was thinking like Unstable Molecules, I don't see that being as like a big deal as like saying mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have that word I don't think that mutants is so
2: closely like inherent in the X-Men franchise right. that they probably do have. I mean, they obviously have a trademark, yeah. but I don't think unstable molecules.
0: So it, I, in my opinion, it could be either like something Hank Pym came up with. I don't, I don't think Scott Lang's going to do anything with it. It has to be Hank Pym. It's going to be Hank Pym, Stark, or maybe even Banner. Yeah.
2: Cause Lang's still going to be portrayed as a thief kind of, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, you think with them casting Paul Rudd, that's yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. So, great question, though. I, I wonder how they will address it. I hope they don't just glaze over it, you know?
2: Yeah, I would rather something be said, even if it's just one throwaway line, than just suspension of disbelief. That exactly. would kind of be disappointing.
0: Exactly. Because in the Fantastic Four movies, they addressed the suits, you know? and But they had they had, all, they, they had all the resources to do that. God, I haven't seen those
2: Fantastic Four movies in a while. I don't even know if they're worth a rewatch.
0: I, wa- I've, I've seen the first one more than I've seen the second one. Yeah, I remember the second one being better. It is better. I, it's just, I think the first one when it came out, I was just happy to see a Fantastic Four movie, even though it was awful. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, question two, I think Ant Man is going to rock. I grew up watching movies like The Incredible Shrinking Man and or Woman. And I loved seeing that environment, and it's something that I think we haven't really seen in a movie since the 90s. That being said and all, and here comes the part that nobody brought up yet and will blow your mind. But wouldn't it be mind-blowing that in the climax of the movie, Ant-Man, he uses the PIM Particles and becomes fucking Giant Man? My fucking God! giant monster films are in are are the end thing right now could you not fucking love to see giant man versus a godzilla like monster consider your mind's blown yeah that'd
2: be great like fing fang foom that's my favorite giant marvel monster yeah yeah that'd be
0: great i i'm still excited for the eight man movie are you i'm excited for it i just think i don't know dude what about the director peyton reed
2: yeah it i don't know it doesn't really make Edgar Wright, to me, I never made me think action director, comic book movie director. Like, I was excited to see what he was going to do. But I I still think this can be a really good movie.
0: Yeah, I think it could be, too. It's just I'm – I want to see – I do – I want to see the movie that Marvel wants out there Um, because – You know they're the studio, and they want everything to kind of tie into the future films. I I do want to see the movie that they want, but we're not going to get that same kind of like weird, quirky Edgar Wright movie that he wanted. Like this is the movie he's like Ant Man would not be made if it wasn't for Edgar Wright. No,
2: I agree, and I I think you you hit the nail on the head there in that. I think it had to be one way or the other. Either Edgar Wright could do this and it stood outside of the the Marvel Universe or Edgar Wright, you know, someone else had to do it. I don't yeah. think... It was just going to be, I think, too maybe too quirky, too out there to fit in with everything. Right.
0: Well, I think that... He, he wanted more creative control than they were gonna give him. Yeah. And I think it all came down to the script and I, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that the, I thought that the duo of Paul Rudd and Edgar Wright was gonna be awesome.
2: Yeah, I agree. You know, one thing that really bothers me about this whole thing is that, you know, James Gunn is very much kind of the same kind of director too, you know, low budget. And he's done nothing but say how much creative control and how great it has been to work with Marvel. Is he just,
0: a happy camper i mean but he's really but we've heard so many we've heard a lot of people have a lot of problems with marvel studios i mean look at alan taylor he said he's never going to do another marvel movie again and then john favreau like iron man 2 that totally left a bad taste in his mouth and it's like you know like the russo brothers i'm sure they were just happy to get this job and do it and now they got signed on for another movie but like you know, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried. Like Scott Derrickson is going to want to do something with Doctor Strange, and it's going to fall out. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope not. I mean, it does. That's a good point. Now
2: it's like even if they announce a director, you know, a yeah. year before the movie comes out, the whole thing can get you know, kaboshed.
0: Right. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like Marvel Studios is a young studio. I know it's like Disney, but it's a young studio, and like they. They, they that's what they do they they get these up and coming directors that they think they can have more control over i mean you're not going to see spielberg directing a marvel film because that guy's going to want 100% control which makes sense i mean he's earned that mm-hmm. you know and now you're looking at josh Whedon who's like coming into his own he's like The man now. I I, I think, like, after his contract's done, I think he's probably done. And he's going to go back to doing, like, independent stuff. Yeah, you're right.
2: I I don't know. I hope Josh Whedon moves on. I think Marvel got real lucky getting Josh Whedon. Yeah. You know, and they pretty much – not that Josh Whedon wasn't huge before, but I think Avengers gives him that stepping stone to move on to do something really big. You know, maybe that'll flop or maybe
0: not, but, you know. Yeah, Yeah, he did that uh, In Your Eyes movie. Which I talked to John. John actually watched the In Your Eyes movie. Yeah. So yeah, he said he said, yeah, I think he gave it a taste. That I'm sure he'll talk about it on the show when we have him back on. Gotcha. But uh, Lee goes on to say, yeah. I, what about Giant Man? I mean, oh yeah, we kind of brushed over that. Yeah, we did. Um,
2: yeah, I'm excited to see Giant Man. I mean, I think maybe that's the stepping stone to getting Hank Pym in the
0: next Avengers movie.
2: Right. And you know.
0: How do you think it's going to look seeing a giant man in a movie? Are you think they're going to be able to pull it off? It's going to look good? Because, I mean, it, it looks great with Godzilla. It looks great with Pacific Rim Jaegers. But is it going to look great with a guy in a suit?
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: I, today's special effects, I think it could look okay. I, you know, I mean... We've come a long way since, honey. honey I, blew I blew up, up the kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, I agree, dude. <laughs> come a long way since then. So I think it would be cool. I think audiences' minds would be blown. Maybe if that was like a post-credit scene, they just show him at the end, like you know, gigantic. Yeah, I kind of feel like during the movie we're going to establish that this thing shrinks and grows. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe I don't know. Would it would it would it would have to be Paul Rudd that did it. I think it would be Paul Rudd that was would be the one that would figure it out. I don't think we're going to see Douglas. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That'll be
2: interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some comedy like that. I'd like to see a giant Paul Rudd. Yeah, for <laughs> that'd, sure. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder what Paul Rudd thinks about all the Edgar Wright stuff. Have you have has he had any statement? Probably not.
0: Oh, uh, Paul Rudd. I. Th- I'm trying to think if he has said anything. I, it seems like it's all quiet on the waterfront. From yeah, Polarii. it's been mostly, like, uh, people out of the Cornetto camp, like Simon Pegg yeah. and stuff, saying, like, Simon Pegg actually said um, – wh- where is it? Uh, hold on. I've got news on it. Um and thank you, Lee. That was an awesome email. I'm glad we're talking about this. He said, "Keep up the awesome job." And until Frank breaks out his own on his own, he says, "Keep up the awesome job." And until Frank breaks out on his own podcast, give me some more of those delicious leftovers from Lee Freeze It Tab Scott. So, let's see here. I've got thanks a lot, Lee. Absolutely, thank you. Don't oh, leave, don't leave us for Frank either. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to listen to an all Frank podcast. I'm just kidding, Frank. Um Simon Pegg got to read the Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish Ant Man script. And he tweeted, Feel lucky that I got to read Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish's Ant Man script. Daring, fun, funny, and hugely exciting. Shame we won't see it. No. Yeah
2: what is that i'm sorry yeah there's some background noise going on gotcha right sorry about the background noise yeah that is a shame i mean yeah. i'm sure one day we can read that screenplay online somehow
0: yeah it, it is it is a shame that we're not going to get to see it I, I wonder what direction he was going to take it in i don't know i mean i don't know if like if he had like shield involved and
2: yeah the villains what were the villains going to be in this movie i don't
0: know yeah yeah exactly yeah, and we never even got casting announcements on that yet, like who the villains are going to be. Yeah, I mean, if Age of Ultron didn't exist as a thing, I would think that that would be
2: the go-to villain for anything. Right,
0: absolutely. So it's like, what do you do now? Yeah. Um, the official details from Marvel about the Ant-Man movie, uh, they said... When Marvel's Ant-Man hits theaters July 17th, 2015, director Peyton Reed will help shepherd the hero into the Marvel cinematic universe with a cast led by Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas with writer Adam McKay contributing to the film script. Uh, and the new Ant-Man synopsis that was released is armed with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale, but increase in strength. Con man, Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, protect the secret behind his spectacular Ant-Man suit from a new generation of towering threats. Against seemingly insurmountable obstacles, Pym and Lang must plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. That sounds good. Yeah.
2: It sounds like it said right there that he would, um, what was the exact verbiage? Uh, Shrink
0: and scale. The ability to shrink and scale. Which means get big. But increase in strength. Yeah, that means get big. Scale and
2: get big and th- right? Uh Why well, it would just say uh, shrink. Yeah. Shrink and scale. I believe the scaling is getting bigger.
0: Possibly. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think it'd be a cool way to end the film just to show a gigantic ball ride. <laughs> Uh, Michael Cornish sends us an email. He says, I have a few questions for the next email show. Uh, The makers of Lucy decided that they would rather go against Hercules than the Turtles. I think that this was a bad idea, but who do you think will win the box office for that weekend? The Rock or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Joe, all the way. I think so, too. That movie looks great, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Lucy looks really good. I I I don't think either movie is going to do gangbusters, though. No, I don't think so,
2: either. I don't... (laughs) I think Lucy wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, lost much against Turtles either. Is Turtles really gonna be a massive hit, you think? With kids, possibly. Yeah. Jeez, I don't, yeah. Are, we're going to review turtles right are we
0: going to succumb to that i don't know if we're going to do a whole show on it i plan <laughs> on watching it we may give it like a good half hour yeah good pop bad pop i mean if we watch it and it blows our minds it might be something that we want to review the whole show on but i mean i is, don't know dude how soon out the gate is that is that, isn't that like in a couple months or am i crazy it's i think it's july okay so it is a, just a couple months yeah wow okay i don't know dude i don't know about turtles they're not really promoting the shit out of it uh, I see commercials for it, but not a ton. Yeah. Toys are already out, I think. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm not, I, but I do, I think, I think Scarlett Johansson will win. I, I mean, I haven't seen too much of the, the Hercu- uh, Is it, yeah, it's Hercules. And The Rock is Hercules? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like him. Yeah. But it, this just reminds me of like, uh, what's his face? Um, Jason Momoa, who we're going to talk about. It just reminds me of him doing Conan. Yeah, who, Who's directing Hercules? You know, off the top of your head? I, I was, have no idea. I believe. was trying to look at that
2: real quick. I haven't seen anything for that, a trailer or a commercial or nothing. I have. I've gone to the theater
0: and seen trailers for it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got... Oh, it's he, Bre- Brett Ratner. Oh, fuck. The <laughs> X, X-Men 3 Last Stand
2: director. Yeah, wow. Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, too, right? Yeah. That's his
0: claim to fame? yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hope it does well, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, just, I'm more excited to see Scarlett Johansson and Lucy. I just, I like that sci-fi kind of shit, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely see Lucy. Mind expansion and you know her becoming omniscient or whatever the fuck. I mean, it just looks really cool.
2: Yeah, real matrixy with her freezing all the people and everything. It yeah. looked really neat.
0: Uh, let's see here. Uh, Michael Kornish also says, when I see a director totally ignore source material and just change things, it is an instant turnoff and they have to win me back. I haven't seen any of the Transformers movies. I have, I wouldn't have watched Spider-Man if you guys weren't doing a spoiler episode. Does it bother you guys when you see Mecha Rhino or do you just wait to form an opinion? Mecha Rhino in the uh, Transformers trailer. Uh No, I think he's... Oh, in Spider-Man. Talking about Spider-Man,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, I I do a pretty good job of not, especially with comic books, it's a little bit different than a book. Like, with comic books, it's like, as long as they thematically get the character right, you kind of got to give them a break. I mean, they got two hours, maybe two and a half hours to sum up all this history in a movie. You got to make a movie, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's If you bog it down with exposition, exposition, exposition to
0: make everything... Correct, and it's not going to be a good movie, right? Are you talking about like if they would have just done like a suit and tried to explain the suit?
2: Well, I mean, I'm with the comic book movie. You can get really nitpicky about it if you want. It could be like, "Well, the rhino wasn't introduced like that." You know, they yeah. want an exact adaptation of the first time the rhino was introduced, or right. the way Gwen Stacy died. We want it to be the exact same storyline from those three issues. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They obviously can't do that, right? So you, I. With comic book movies, it's a lot easier for me to go, okay, you know, they've got to make – just make a movie and make a good movie. Yeah. And as long as the characters are true to their thematical, you know, origins, then I'm usually fine with it. You know what I'm saying? Like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is – you know, has the mutant webs and everything, and that wasn't like in the comic book. But, you know, thematically, he got Peter Parker and Spider-Man right. Yeah. So you forgive it for the little changes that they make in everything. Yeah, for the
0: organic web. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I it it does bother me when I do see stuff like before, like the movie comes out, like if they change and stuff. I mean, yes. I mean, the mecha rhino. I didn't like the look of it, and I still didn't like it in the movie either. I agree.
2: Like Mysterio, I think is a good example, Brian. Like I love the classic Mysterio, and it they if they did Mysterio in a movie. And they didn't have him look like that, if there was no fishbowl head, I'd be yeah. like, oh
0: what the hell? Exactly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, as as long as they thematically get it right. But the rhino is such a minor player in the Spider-Man universe, you know, they pretty much played him the same way. Right. He's a thug. They yeah. he never gets that much time.
0: Exactly. He's just the muscle. He's Ex- the
2: brute. Exactly. So it's I, I don't think it's um, sacrilegious to take such liberties with a character like the Rhino, right?
0: Yeah, I see what they were doing. I mean, I, I guess they didn't want to put some guy in a suit; they didn't want it to look silly. Yeah, I'm fine with Mecha Rhino. I'm fine. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, could, they could have left him out of the movie, and I would have been fine with it. But it just kind of showed, like, there's, uh, you know, they're just trying to introduce the Sinister Six, kind of spoon feed them to us. So I agree. I was more upset with. Uh paul giamatti's
2: acting performance than it was with the mecca rhino suit <laughs> wasn't that awful
0: oh my god all right and let's just point out that we were podcasting really late tonight
2: yeah let's we're goofy
0: we're yeah. goofy yeah it's kind of a late night for us podcasting it's the only schedule we could really work out so did you have a crazy friday the 13th at all no uh, nah, not really i just
2: worked the roof at the store i work at had collected water throughout the week because it rained all week yeah and then caved in and water like flew all over the place in the sales floor and everything <laughs>
0: like the uh the walking dead season <laughs> opener
2: yeah the zombies came coming into the it's, roof it's, man yeah,
0: it's raining zombies hallelujah
2: it was crazy thank god no one was directly under the uh explosion of water like, oh my god it, it was yeah. just everywhere it was crazy friday the 13th full moon this friday <laughs> so what do you know
0: Got a uh, email here from CeCe Chandler. She says, hey, guys. So after finally getting to see Godzilla yesterday, I finally got to listen to the Podzilla uh, podcast. First of all, let me just say that being a complete unknown to the Godzilla story – well, I say, I well, I saw the Matthew Broderick one, but even I knew that that was a bullshit movie. I went into this movie unaware of what to expect. I have to say, I agree with Jason. It was a lot of fun watching the movie. I, I however, agree with Brian too. The acting in this movie killed it for me. Um, she also goes on to say, yeah, that, that's my big problem was was just the acting in the movie and and uh, not a lot of Godzilla. Yeah,
2: you know, I didn't see the movie because I heard everyone saying not enough Godzilla. Yeah, there really wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll definitely see it. It'll be first couple weeks that it's out on Blu-ray. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, maybe do a good pop, bad pop because I'd like to hear your rating. Yeah. She says, I found it incredibly hard to believe that no one was freaking the fuck out that a monster was demolishing their city and killing people. I doubted the sincerity of Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen's relationship as husband and wife. Brother and sister is more believable, so I suspect that they should have that relation mastered for the Age of Ultron. I agree, too. There wasn't a lot of emotion out of them. Uh, I can agree that I didn't care for for what was happening to these characters because I had no reason to, and honestly, it seemed like they didn't care what happened to one another. Which brings me to my biggest issue with the movie. Some might think it's ridiculous, but it was something that just made me doubt the character development. When Elle is trying to get a hold of Ford because she's worried that he was hurt in the supposed earthquake, absolutely understandable. However, when he finally is able to call home to reassure he's okay, her phone is in another room on vibrate. Seriously? Yeah, because that would totally happen. Never mind the fact that in our technology-obsessed society, we are never more than an arm's length away from our phone. We certainly wouldn't be unhinged from our phone when awaiting news of our husband's outcome in a natural disaster. What the fuck? (laughs) No shit. You'd be posting shit all over social media. Yeah. Like I said, may not have been a huge deal to others, but I just couldn't get over that flaw. It didn't make sense to me and was a detail that made me unable to believe in the sincerity of these characters. I totally agree. It was a it was kind of weird because I mean, I know if I was waiting for like an important phone call, that phone would like be stitched onto my body no oh, i that's the way my phone is now, and there is no Godzilla, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got my phone within arm's reach right now, absolutely. <laughs> it's always in my pocket or near me, yeah. Even if I just step outside for like 5 seconds, I got to take my phone with me. Exactly. So I mean that's the way we all are now. It's not just you, you know. Yeah. They just used that for the movie and it it, it wasn't believable because yeah, you're expecting a serious like a like an important phone call like that, whatever. <laughs> She says, okay, I vented that and now I feel better. I just want to tell you guys how much I enjoy the show. You all have no idea how much better my long commutes got after discovering the show by a fluke. A happy accident. Haha. It's been fun getting to know this whole world of comics. In fact, I actually spent a great deal of time hanging out in one of my local comic shops today and had a blast talking with the owners and left with a copy of Fables. Awesome. Very cool. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. PS, sorry really didn't expect this email to be so long, but I had one more grievance. But this was being but this being with the X-Men review, a Tupperware party, finally after so long but no Tupperware party song. Haha. Ha. Uh, I mean I didn't have it I didn't have it queued up, I'm sorry. Oh man, can we do a delayed Tupperware party song? Yeah, we can do a delayed Tupperware party song. There we go. There we go. Um I'm going to read I got a couple more emails, but I'm going to read them next week. So don't think I forgot. I'm going to, Cameron. I'm going to read your email next week, and then David Isaac. I'm going to get into your stuff next week because we already talked Spider Man this week. <laughs> um, sometimes we rate things on this show, and if you're new to the show, then I want to explain our rating system. Eventually. sometime here we go
1: the rating system is simple if the leftovers don't like something they toss it if they do like something they suggest you taste it and if it's brilliant it gets a tupperware rating if all the leftovers love it then it gets the pinnacle of success a tupperware party
0: Alright, so, uh, that's our rating system, and, and what we're gonna do now, it's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's where we talk about what we either watched or read in the previous weeks that we liked or did not like.
1: It's time for more leftover reviews with Good
0: Pop, Bad Pop! All right, Jake. I don't know if you heard about this, but Paramount will be releasing in August "Turtle Power." It's the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It looks like it has plenty of talk about the original comic by Eastman and Laird, as well as the original cartoon and the '90s movies. Um, I'd like to play the tra- uh, the trailer for the documentary. Mm. I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles. They
1: were so unbelievably huge when I was growing up. Peek under the shell.
0: Without a doubt, the Turtles affected
1: my life. At the indie comic, it pretty much took over the world. That became a global franchise
2: phenomenon. We were going to drop out of school and become teenage mutant ninja turtles.
3: Party!
1: It was my life. The true story. It's a story of two guys that had a dream. To write and draw tell our comic stories. Of how turtle power. Disney thought it was ridiculous. Took over the world. It was selling more than the Avengers in this story. All
3: right!
0: Less than three years after the first turtle comic, it was really something
1: special. The ratings were great. The movie broke records. And the turtle figures sold out.
2: This is my dream
1: come true. Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Available from Paramount.
0: Yeah, so. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. Is that that
2: theatrical, or is it going to be like some on-demand thing?
0: It's going to be released on DVD and digital HD on August 12th. Oh, nice. So I think that's cool, and it, look, it looks like they're going to talk to Eastman and Laird about it. I mean, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, if this new turtle movie is a total bust, at least you, we got this. I know,
0: I know, because I don't know. I think it'd be cool to like learn about learn about the the whole history. I mean, I've heard like a little bit but it's kind of cool to watch a documentary about the whole thing yeah
2: can you imagine just drawing some black and white comic and the next thing you know you're selling out of action figures at the toy store
0: yeah can you imagine if you had teenage mutant ninja turtles number one the okay. original because it was such a low run of that comic it's worth so much money especially if you have it if you have it graded and it's like i don't know if it's like a 9.0 and a higher i mean it's got to be worth thousands don't you think yeah probably maybe more than thousands i don't even know well, like Walking Dead number one, I think it only had like a 6,000-copy run, and that's worth – if you get like a really good copy of that, it's worth over 2,000, I think, two, oh. or 3,000. Jeez, and that comic's not even that old. Less than 10 years maybe? Exactly. But it, like after the movie, it just fu- uh, the, after the TV show, it just fucking blew up, and they had such a low run on it. That's the thing. Like if these comics have such a low run on them and you have it graded and it's like a 9.0 or higher – and it turns out to be a huge deal. I mean, you can make thousands of dollars on this fucking shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, let's see here. I want to talk about a movie that I saw in uh, the theater because I was really limited to uh, <laughs> what I could watch that day. And I had pretty much seen everything that is in the in the theaters currently. So I thought, fuck it. And I saw Blended with Adam Sandler. Oh, man. Why? Dude, it, seriously, I had like an afternoon free and, you know, I've got Movie Pass. I use Movie Pass, and so I, I pay for I pay for like you know thirty bucks a month, and I can just watch whatever movies I want to. I'd seen everything else else out there except for Million Dollar Arm. Oh yeah, and then The Fault in Our Stars, which I actually watch later in the week. But I think this was like I think it's been like fifteen years. Since I had seen an Adam Sandler movie in the theater. It's been a long time, man. I don't know that I've
2: ever seen an Adam Sandler movie in the theater, to be honest with you. I think I've seen every single one of them after the fact.
0: I saw Billy Madison in the theater. Gotcha. I saw Billy Madison in the theater when I was 17 years old. Yeah, jeez. I remember laughing my ass off, though. Uh,
2: Yeah, I love Billy Madison. I love Happy Gilmore. And then after that, it's a a train wreck. Yeah, dude,
0: but you remember him on SNL? How fucking awesome he was? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. You know, he won't do SNL now. Really? Yeah, yeah. He he's like was just saying like a, a like a month ago, why would I go back and do SNL? Like there must be some kind of bad blood between him and Lorne Michaels because he will not like host an episode.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lorne Michaels usually has a good relationship with all the past cast members. Yeah, yeah. But, like, all of
2: his movies weren't SNL films. Right. If you don't, know, you know. So I don't I don't know what the deal with that is. But, I mean, think of how huge that would be if Adam Sandler hosted an episode of SNL.
0: Oh, I know. I know. They Well, they need something like that. I haven't watched any SNL in, like, a year ever since, like, Bill Hader left. Yeah, I still watch it. I still think it's pretty great. Yeah. Kate McKinnon is killing it.
2: A lot of great females now.
0: Yeah. I have to watch it. I'll watch it next season. Um, let me just I'm going to talk about this movie. Let me start off by Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> let me start off by saying that he's not the same. Adam Sandler is not the same anymore. That's for sure. He's he's really different, but this had the feel sometimes of the older Sandler films, but it's still it's still not on par with the movies like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. I'm going to give it a low taste it. And and that's that's actually a compliment. Yeah. Um, there were times where I did find myself laughing out loud though, uh, which is kind of embarrassing, but I was the only one in the theater. So again, I thought, fuck it. (laughs) Um, I actually, I was seriously the only one in the theater at the time. That's crazy. How long has this movie been out? Just a week? No, it's been out for a few weeks, I think. Okay. Maybe two or three. I know I bash a lot about Sandler movies in the podcast, and and most of his newer stuff is garbage. But this was a family movie that had a few funny scenes, like Adam Sandler taking a blind date to Hooters, (laughs) which she was played by Drew Barrymore, and and he was drinking her beer while she was in the restroom. Um, Also, I I, I thought I thought it was funny he was buying his daughter tampons, his teenage daughter tampons, and walking, and then he walked in on his daughter later. She was patting her sports bra with Dr. Scholl's and insoles. Oh, geez. Kind of funny. And then the supporting cast is probably the funniest though, dude. Who, who are they? Terry Cruz. Okay. Is a riot every time he's on the screen as well as Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, jeez, He plays like uh, they work at Dick's sporting goods and Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal was wearing like a Dick's t-shirt and a polo. dude, it, it was actually there's some funny parts in there with like Terry Crews and Shaq. They were actually really good. Does Shaq play Shaq or an actual character? He plays an actual character. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He only had like two small scenes, but Terry Crews pops up throughout the entire movie. And every time Terry Crews is on the screen, he's singing and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, if you want to see an Adam Sandler movie that kind of resembles some of the old Sandler movies, then give Blended a shot when it comes out on Redbox. Don't go see it in the theater like me. Yeah, I might check that out. It's all right. Yeah. There's there some funny parts, dude. I did laugh out loud a few times. I'll admit it was funnier than uh, a million ways to die in the west. Wow, really? You think so? Yeah, it was. Wow, it was actually funnier than that. I, I, I don't know. It, it was just nice to see Sandler back in kind of like old form a little bit. Yeah, during certain scenes. It's kind of a throwback, but it, it's definitely not Happy Gil or Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison by any stretch. You think he'll ever go back to that well and do uh, like Happy
2: Gilmore Two, Billy Madison Two?
0: I can't think of a sequel he's done except for like Grown Ups, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, he's just never really been a sequel kind of guy. Like he just comes out with like new characters to do. Like what is it? Uh, he did the hairdresser guy. Don't mess with the Zohan. I think that was like the like the last zany movie he's done. Yeah, that movie was actually pretty funny. It was okay. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> um, let's see here. We talked about the uh, video games to movie adaptations a couple weeks ago on the show. And it looks like we're getting word that Sega is throwing their most recognizable character into the movie mix. Sonic the Hedgehog is getting his own CG live action hybrid feature film. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter got the news that Sony is teaming with Marza Animation Planet, a Japanese film production company, and the division of the Sega Sammy Group to bring Sonic to life on screen. And the script is being written by a couple of guys from the comedy troupe United Citizens Brigade, hmm? which I thought was a typo because I only remember Upright Citizens Brigade. Okay. You but, know I, yeah, I think you're right. But there's... What I found out though is like one is based out of Chicago, one's based out of L.A. Okay, so I think there's two. I don't, dude. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I hope they don't get Urkel to uh, do Sonic's voice like in the old cartoon. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't.
0: I think it's it's interesting. Do you think it's a a little too late though?
2: a sonic movie i mean that's just gonna be it'll probably do well for the kids like in the alvin and the chipmunks type style yeah i can't see it being all that all that serious and lots of mythology surrounding the sonic universe right
0: i'd want to see like yeah i agree i mean they'll probably introduce tales and some other characters and stuff like that i want to see what i want to see is i want to see a point of view of what it would look like to be sonic oh i bet you'll as get he's that spinning yeah that's what i want to see oh shit that could make you dizzy yeah, I want to see some, like, even, like, incorporate some of, like, the cool Quicksilver shit. Like, watch him, like, running on walls and shit like that, and slow motion and everybody. I think that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, he's got to do the loop-de-loop. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody, if he touches a baddie, I want to see a bunch of coins fly out of him. <laughs> yeah, that that's has to happen. <laughs> yeah,
2: that could be fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe a Sonic Mega Man team up later on?
2: Yeah. No, Capcom owns Mega Man, not Sega.
0: Yeah, but didn't they have a team up in the comic books recently? Oh, I guess they did. The Worlds Collide, because Archie
2: Archie Comics owns the uh, rights to both comic franchises. Yeah,
0: it could happen. Yeah, I
2: guess so. I don't know.
0: Uh, let's see here. What do you got for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Oh,
2: I was going to talk about, I watched the uh, first four episodes of uh, Last Comic Standing this week, and I I really enjoyed that. I like stand-up here and there, and it's... Uh, hosted by JB smooth who's from uh, curb your enthusiasm if you remember him oh yeah dude he, I love him yeah
0: he, yeah he's great he's and, on the new he's on a new uh, sitcom now is he really yeah I can't remember he's on a new sitcom though I probably figure that out in a second yeah
2: and um, it's got Roseanne and Keenan Ivory Wayne and Russell Peters as the judges and they're on the semifinals now and in a couple of weeks like the 10 best stand-up comics are gonna live in a house and then the viewers get a get a vote them down to see who the best comic is it's been a lot of good stand-up comedy you don't see much good stand-up comedy on tv like you used to these days no you don't and this show was actually off the air for a few years and they're just kind of bringing it back to try it again and see if people will like it you know
0: yeah no yeah i like it when they do that when you don't get like too much of a good thing you know like i hate it like who are like what was that show? Who wants to be a millionaire? Was oh. that was that the show? Was yeah, that the name? They ran into the ground. Yeah. And then uh deal or no deal. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hot and everything, and they just kept it going and kept it going and kept it going and it's just like you know, just make this like a uh, like every few years thing, like a seasonal thing or something like that. You don't need to do it all the time. It's just like you get burnt out on that shit. Agreed, and that's what happened
2: exactly to this. They ran it to the ground. They actually did like two seasons back to back at one point. So I think it just was like overkill with it. But yeah,
0: yeah.
2: now they're going to get back to the yearly schedule. But it's been really funny. Um, if you like stand up comedy, I urge you to check it out. It's on NBC on Thursdays. I believe it's eight o'clock. You know, in the day of DVR, it's like you can't even remember what time stuff's on anymore. You just I
0: know it's like you just look, you just find it, then you just set it and forget it. Exactly, set it and forget it. There you go. Right. You know, I don't know, man. I can't live. I I don't ever watch anything live. I don't either.
2: Even if I'm sitting in my chair i'll wait till it's if the show starts at eight i'll wait
0: eight fifteen. so i, I can, do the so same I, thing fast forward yeah so i can fast forward commercials because i just can't tolerate it yeah me too i do the same thing i wait till like eight fifteen or something like that yeah i agree
2: exactly unless it's like an hbo show or whatever that with no commercials i'm i'm waiting
0: unless it's the leftovers on hbo the leftover game of thrones yeah i you want me to talk real quick did you have anything left to say about that Go for but, it. Okay. I watched... I am going to i didn't even write any notes down about it, but I did watch The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. With uh, Shailene Woodley. I can't even tell you anybody else in the cast except for Laura Dern's in it. Sam Trammell from True Blood's in it. He plays the father, and Laura Dern plays the mother. And it's good, man. I'm going to give it a high taste. It. It's based off a youth adult book, right? Yes. Yes. I'm going to give it a high taste, that, man. It was really good. I mean, it... It's it's something. It makes you think about life and how precious life is, and how precious it is. Like when you meet certain people, because like our time here is very short. Even if you don't like these these kids, basically have terminal diseases. Yeah, and uh, you know it's dealing with cancer, and uh, it just makes you realize like the people that are in your life, like you're just there for a short time, and like anybody can go at any moment. Like any day, anybody can be diagnosed with this horrible disease. And for these two people to find each other and fall in love the way they did so so quickly and so fast and make the most of the time that they had together, it's a really good movie. And it makes you like kind of peek behind the curtain and see like what it's like for like these people to, you know, adjust to finding out that they're going to die and how they deal with it. And they go to support groups and it's not about the – I think it's like – when they go to the support group, I think it's just about them – supporting each other it's not about like the guy leading the support group being mm-hmm. there you know to help them it's about them like picking each other up and and willem defoe plays such a good role in this he's such oh, an wow. asshole but man he's so good in this movie and that sounds like a real tear jerker
2: were, were you with a big crowd in that that seems like it'd be uncomfortable to see with a lot of people maybe i
0: was there and i went in the, I, an afternoon show yeah so there wasn't a lot of people there but man it was emotional dude very yeah. emotional movie yeah i definitely want to see that not not the kind of movie I, I'll
2: go to the theater and see. If I had a movie pass, I probably would. Though, yeah. But I definitely want to see that when it's available. It's
0: it's definitely like a lot better than her last fucking film, Divergent. So,
2: oh yeah, yeah. that same the same people that made Divergent made this. No, she
0: was in Divergent. Oh, she was in Divergent. Shailene Woodley is the the lead in Divergent, and gotcha. that movie was awful. You saw Divergent then, huh? Yeah, Move. I saw it. Because, you know, like I told everybody on the podcast, like I had no fucking idea what it was about. Yeah. I just saw the title Divergent, knew it was based on a book, knew it was sci-fi. I had no idea that this was going to be like the Twilight sci-fi movie. It was, it was just ridiculous. Really bad acting. It was like CW fucking acting. Ugh. It was bad, dude. Yeah. Really bad. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes that's good when you go in not knowing and sometimes it's bad turned out to be really bad and it was a really fucking long movie too it was like over two hours it was absolutely horrible 45 minutes in i'm like i want to leave but i stuck it out god damn it movie was horrible (laughs) um we're gonna uh, you want to take a break and then we'll come back break it up all right
3: fucking old school
0: Damn, these beats are so fresh. Snap. Hey, and we're back. We're going to do our news segment now. we got a lot to cover in news today, a lot of good stuff. We're going to talk about DC news. We're going to talk about uh, some Marvel news. We're also going to talk about uh, some Star Wars news. Not a lot of Star Wars news, but we got some. So uh, it's now time for the pop culture leftover news
1: about it. It's news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as
0: It's gangster as yo. I love that audio drop. Dude, it's so amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's the best one. Gosh. Let's see here. Um, first thing in news that we have to cover is the huge rumor. It's coming out of DC and Warner Brothers. The rumor was first posted on a new website called nickyfinkey.com. And it deals with the highly secretive slate of movies that DC and Warner Brothers has planned. All we know for certain is that there will be a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice film coming out in May 2016. And then the Justice League film coming out in May 2017. Uh, but now they have released a rumored release uh, – Release. <laughs> the <have, laughs> Now they have released rumored release dates – And what DC properties are getting their own films. El Miambe of Latino Review said that their source might not be credible and to take this information with a grain of salt. So here's the supposed films in question and their release dates May 2016, Batman vs. Superman. July 2016, a Shazam movie. Christmas 2016, Sandman, which is – that's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt-directed and starring film that they've been talking about. So that makes sense. Wow. May 2017, Justice League. July 2017, Wonder Woman. Christmas 2017, Flash and Green Lantern team-up movie. And then May 2018, Man of Steel 2.
2: Yeah, that's weird.
0: Well, they're, I, I think – yeah, okay – Let's talk about that because we all thought that Batman versus Superman, Batman v Superman. (laughs) Get it right, yeah. Get it right. Batman v Superman was going to be the sequel, but apparently it's not a sequel to Man of Steel. It's a prequel to the Justice League.
2: Yeah. But I mean in some ways it's still a sequel, right? It still time-wise takes place after Man of Steel and features Superman in it, right?
0: Yeah. It doesn't I, take
2: place outside of that universe.
0: No, but I mean, you know, you've got like the Avengers films, you know, like Avengers, and that was like, was that a sequel to every one of those solo movies? I guess it is. Yeah. You know what's
2: surprising to me is that we're not having a Batman solo movie in the, in
0: there. Yeah, there's no Batman solo movie.
2: You think that's what they'd be wanting to to get going?
0: Yeah. By I, 2018, no, I agree. By 2018, you think we'd have a Batman solo film? So, but this—it's rumored. Yeah, you're right. It's all rumor. I don't know. I mean, okay. What do you think? I mean, a Shazam film? That's—that's that's kind of the one that I was not seeing.
2: Yeah, and just two months after Batman v Superman.
0: Right, and we've yeah. heard nothing we've about heard it. Nothing. No casting.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. Who knows? This article I'm reading says that the Nikki Finke has a good track record, but I clicked on the link to go to the website, and this was like one of four stories they had, and nothing
0: was that interesting except for this. They said it's a brand new website. Yeah, apparently she's a good source and she hears things. She got who was her source? I can't remember. Like Latino Review said that they think they know who her source was, but it wasn't like that it might not be credible. Hmm. Um, Justice League movie, Wonder Woman movie, comes out two months... Mu- they're, they're releasing three DC movies in 2017. Well, here's an, an interesting fact. Um,
2: we're going to find out whether or not this is true really soon because the source is saying that all this is going to be announced at July's Comic-Con from Warner Brothers.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: So after that, we'll pretty much have the answer.
0: Right. What do you
2: think about a Flash and Green Lantern team up movie? That'll be fun. I'm excited that they've announced that it won't be Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern officially. Exactly. Ryan Reynolds is not coming back. That's awesome. Yeah, and I got a pretty good feeling it's not going to be uh TV Flash either that we're
0: seeing in that movie. I don't I don't think so either. Yeah. If they're doing a Flash and Green Lantern team up, we're getting someone big. We're getting somebody big. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. And then Man of Steel 2. That's just the, that's the sequel. Yeah, but there's no Batman solo film in there anywhere. Yeah, that's crazy. Is there going to be a Batman v Superman 2? Oh god. No. It, <laughs> yeah, it's called Justice League <laughs> V2. Because I think I honestly think that this is just a I think it's the prequel to the Justice League film because yeah. I mean, we've already got more announcements this week. Yeah, exactly. That is what it sounds like. Uh, here's what the source was saying about these movies. Like Marvel's the Avengers, there will be cameos of superheroes for future installments. The cameos will include the already known cyborg and flash green lantern, not played by Ryan Reynolds. Thank God may be introduced and Aquaman will be seen in the justice league movie. Problem is Warner brothers pictures was still negotiating with the actors for those cameos and future roles meaning major contracts for multiple Justice League characters films to follow. The studio didn't want to move forward until they had more of this secure, so they held off starting production for a few months. Seemingly simple reason, but the implications are pretty darn huge.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I I don't believe it until I see it with all these movies. Right. I mean, even if they do exist, whether or not they're going to be able to pull this together and make something good.
0: But it's exciting if this is true because it sounds like it's not – it sounds like once 2016 finally hits, they're going to get the ball rolling on this whole universe. Yeah. No, three movies. Yeah, there's three fucking movies in 2016, three movies in 2017. So
2: I I have a question. This may be a stupid question, but does the – are all these movies going to take place in one united Warner Brothers comic book universe. I mean, maybe not Sandman. Not Sandman. But all the rest.
0: Yeah, it's got to be.
2: Huh, That's interesting. I'm, I'm most excited to see them pull off Wonder
0: Woman well. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're going to get an idea of what it's going to be like in Batman v Superman when they have Gal Gadot in there. Oh, I already forgot it was Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh,
2: she better get working out. I don't know, man. Right?
0: I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, she's and she's supposed to be amazonian that's supposed to be yeah the the origin that's what i've heard wow i hope that's good i hope it is good too fuck i don't know man we'll see um let's see here let's go on some more dc news uh so a few episodes ago jay and i we were talking about how he believed jason and this is the intro to the fucking show yeah. So a few episodes, Jay was talking about how he believed that Jason Momoa was going to be playing Aquaman. To which I laughed in his face and I gave him a ton of shit. Which is what I do when I when I think someone is making an outlandish claim. I just that's just how I react. I, it just didn't it didn't make sense to me
2: and you had every reason to act the way you did i read a bunch of stuff about it today and i i even read an article where it was just a bunch of quotes of him denying that he was aquaman and being upset saying that he would be someone more like lobo
0: yeah he was at a convention in bucharest last month and he said i know aquaman i couldn't even be more i couldn't even be more random for aquaman you know with the blonde hair I don't even know where that comes from. It's like me being a Robin or something who pulls that out. I see that on the internet and I'm like, Aquaman, (laughs) a guy like Lobo, I could see. So everybody, I was thinking he was going to be Lobo. Yeah. He looks like Lobo.
2: Yeah, this kind of shit happens all the time where someone says someone's going to be something. Yeah. And then they talk to him for real, and yep. they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Much like the Brian Cranston, Lex Luthor thing. Yep. Um, even more currently, much like the Robert Pattinson, Han Solo thing. No, Robert Pattinson, uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, well, it's been Han Solo for Young Han Solo, too.
0: Young Han?
2: Yeah. I, I didn't hear that. I, there, People were saying that all week, and just actually today, they, like put a microphone in front of his face and he said it wasn't true. Wow.
0: Huh. Yeah. Uh, Well, today I read uh, uh, HitFix has confirmed that, in fact, Jason Momoa will not be playing my choice of Lobo in a movie, but he will be playing Aquaman in the Justice League. Yeah. That seems like weird casting. I mean,
2: I I don't know if Momoa – it's fine for a Justice League movie. It's fine for an appearance in a movie – But I don't know if Momoa could hold his own in an Aquaman solo Solo movie. Solo
0: film, yeah. I mean, he did uh, Conan and it didn't do too well. Yeah. He was one of the best parts of that first season in Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, yeah. I loved him.
2: Just like all the best characters in Game of Thrones, though, they... Spoilers. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) We all know.
0: But, okay, at the time when Jay said it, I thought it was crazy, but it makes sense now that I've, you know, now that I've already given Jay so much shit about it. um, And if you want to hear that, whole episode. It was episode 40. But it makes sense that they'd want to get a badass in there to play this guy because a ton of people out there still have these misconceptions that Aquaman is soft. Yeah. He's kind of a
2: comedy goldmine when it comes to uh, making fun of superheroes. I feel like Aquaman's the go-to.
0: Yeah. Watch Robot Chicken. Exactly. So Jay was right. I was wrong. And uh, I'm going to make Jay listen to this episode because I'm totally giving him all the credit here because i was totally wrong on this one yeah i think he's going to uh, have a good laugh when he hears that intro yeah he probably will yeah i mean but seriously what better way to fix the problem that people call aquaman soft than to put this guy in there that's played cal drogo and and conan into this role christ he's gonna be eating hearts and shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, uh, they're already claiming that Zack Zack Snyder uh, has, quote, already finalized his designs for the character, so shooting can take place soon. So he will be showing up in Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice. So everybody's thinking that after the terraforming that happened in the Man of Steel movie, that not only does it get Batman's attention but it also shakes up the indian ocean and then gets aquaman's attention as well. Huh, that's crazy. I have a prediction. I bet I bet Zack
2: Snyder does a hook-hand Aquaman. You think so? Yeah, it just seems like visually that's something they'd want to do, especially now since it's Momoa. <sighs> I don't know, man. I know we're g- I think we're going to see a bearded Aquaman. We're definitely seeing a bearded Aquaman. That's yeah. up for sure. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to see hook-hand hook hand Aquaman.
0: All right I'm gonna hold you to it you know what I'm gonna say they won't that way when it does happen I'll have to play that as the intro. <laughs> I don't I, I know it's a little bit radical and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they
2: didn't but I just feel like stylistically that's something they would be a little bit about especially since it just seems like we're making trying to make them as much of a badass as possible.
0: Do you think that they're going to introduce anybody else from Aquaman? You know, the comics, do you think they're going to introduce anybody else from the comics? Like uh, Ocean Master and... Who's the Black Manta is the one? Black Manta, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Only if we do an Aquaman solo solo movie. movie. Yeah, Aquaman's not getting that time unless we get a solo movie. I think we'll get some scenes in Atlantis, though. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if even that got ditched. Yeah. I mean, when's
0: that going to happen? Maybe in the Justice League movie. Maybe. Yeah, I think there might be a scene of him in Atlantis, and then he yes. comes up. But this is, this is a whole lot. I mean, seriously, they're already throwing in, like, every character, it seems. Now you got a shoehorn Aquaman in there, too. We've already got Wonder Woman. And I've already got rumors that they're looking to cast Martian Manhunter now. Have you heard that? Uh, yeah, I
2: have heard that. I I don't know man. I think DC is hurting themselves by trying to copy Marvel and make the single universe with all their movies. I think what made DC movies special is they they really let a big time like, you know, artistic director and writer like have their reins with the character and not have to worry about prequel every movie. Yeah. You know? Just like Tim Burton and Michael Keaton did Batman and Nolan and Nolan's Batman and everything. Right. And like, they, they didn't have to worry about all this crap and like step stoning to the next movie. And I think that was kind of what was neat and unique about DC. Yeah. But you
0: can't tell me that you've
2: never wanted to see a justice league movie. Yeah. I just wish the justice league movie should just be a justice league movie. I, to me, it doesn't need a build-up movie. Just start that justice league movie
0: with no origin stories. I mean, like, I don't know. I think Marvel had a good formula. I just don't like that they're doing origin stories or whatever within a movie. I don't know. If it's a good Justice League story, it's a good Justice League story. Like um
2: just quick to my head like it's not necessarily a Justice League story, but like Kingdom Come yeah. is a great story and it doesn't have to it just starts and you don't have to like tell everyone's origin or everything you know what i'm saying the big key players we can they're kind of doing that in a
0: way with like introducing batman we're not going to get an origin story with ben Uh, affleck's batman
2: yeah i agree i agree yeah I, i mean i i think it could if with a good screenplay it could
0: be pulled off just let it let someone really unique do a justice league movie that doesn't need
2: two prequel movies
0: yeah i think we're just going to get introduced to these characters because of the terraforming that went on i think like it's going to pull them out into the open yeah It'll be interesting.
2: I'm I'm sure they're gonna have Lex Luthor have some involvement, I would think. Oh absolutely. So
0: yeah, here we go. All these characters in one movie. It's kind of insane. It is insane. Um what was it I wanted to talk about yeah, I talked about Martian Manhunter. I don't have it in my notes, but Jeff Snyder of the Rap, he says that uh he has uh he claims that there's an agency grid that he has and he has it in his Twitter for the Justice League that reveals major roles, and one of those major roles that they're looking for to cast is Martian Manhunter. And he tweeted, No Martian Manhunter in Justice League, not according to this agency grid, which lists Darkseid as the villain.
2: Oh, yeah, I saw that too. That yeah. was, that's
0: interesting. He posted that on June
2: 12th. Yeah. Wasn't, um, uh, what's his name wasn't Goyer kind of slamming on Martian Manhunter when he was doing all that other slamming he was slamming on Martian Manhunter yeah so that kind of made me think he wouldn't be in it I'm surprised now that we're seeing that they're casting for it
0: yeah I mean if this is for real yeah I mean this is coming from the rap and you know they get some good scoops man and I don't know yeah I mean they might be casting martian manhunter that's interesting i wouldn't be shocked at all if they were casting dark side i mean that's the way i figured
2: they'd go for a villain for justice league
0: yeah i mean if you're gonna have you know avengers taken on thanos it only makes sense like fucking dark side is the big bad and justice league movie just like when they
2: just rebooted the new 52 three years ago or whatever that was the first justice league villain right. Was dark side with right. jim lee drawn it. exactly He's the flagship villain right
0: now. It's the seam still, so they're definitely going to do that. I agree. They, they got to do that. I don't know. It'd be cool to see Darkseid, dude. I, he's he's got to be all CG, wouldn't you think? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Well, wait. To, we got to wait till we see. Are we going to
2: see? Yeah, we'll definitely see what Brolin Thanos looks like before we see what they do with Darkseid. Oh yeah. They kind of have that advantage where Marvel has to has to shoot first, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, because we're gonna see Brolin uh, Thanos next. Well, this year, wouldn't we? Yeah, Yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. So we'll kind of get
2: an idea there. That's gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. Any other DC stuff that you wanted to talk about?
2: Nothing. Nothing major other than that that list It'll, i i'm excited for july to hear if this is true or not yeah that's just right around the corner
0: yeah i wonder like uh because last year they had uh what's his name uh, harry lennox or henry lennox come out and give that speech and then they showed the the symbol the bat symbol with the superman logo inside of it i wonder what, what they're going to do this year Wait,
2: is is july comic-con is that what we're talking about yeah it's july yeah that's crazy i'm excited
0: Oh, dude, I'm going to be all over the internet that whole freaking day. That was one of our best episodes last year. It was fun, dude. I actually just uh, listened to some of that the other day. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a really fun episode. I remember that being a really fun one. Uh, let's see here. Marvel News. Here is this week's Marvel News, and it has some possible major spoilers from Latina Review. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then you should skip ahead until we start spoiling Star Wars in the next segment. So... Latino Review claims that they know the first fifteen to twenty minutes of details in the Avengers sequel, Age of Ultron. Here's how they break it down, and I haven't even—I just copied this. I haven't even read it, Jake. So okay. I, I wanted to like just read this fresh. I just saw the blurbs too. I haven't read the article either. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, then skip ahead. Age of Ultron takes place and opens immediately after the Baron von Strucker post-credit scene in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. The opening set piece and big action scene has the Avengers as a team attack that rogue outpost Hydra cell run by Baron Von Strucker. He has Loki's staff and also possesses Chitauri weaponry. The Avengers are there to basically clean it all up. But that's not all. Von Strucker also has the corpse of a Leviathan. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch fight alongside Von Strucker against the Avengers, The Scarlet Witch uses her powers and casts a hex on the Hulk into thinking that the Leviathan is still alive. It's safe to say some serious Hulk smashing ensues. More on the Hulk in a minute. Eventually, the Avengers win, capture the staff and the bad guys. The team then goes back to Avengers Tower and have one poppin' party. The whole team takes turns trying to pick up Thor's hammer Mjolnir. This is their party thing. Rhodey is in this scene, by the way. Tony Stark tries to pick up Mjolnir in his Iron Man armor, and the arm accidentally falls off the armor. Oops, Captain America can budget a tad, but can't pick it up. Now they may change this because the canon in the comics is that Cap can pick it up, so we will have to wait and see. It will probably freak out hardcore fanboys. Now about the Hulk. Remember when Mark Ruffalo told Total Film last week... My role's even bigger than last time, and it's more complex, and it has more layers and a bit more arc. How complex? Well, in the party scene at Avengers Tower, we discover that Banner and Black Widow kind of have a thing for each other. Banner is afraid to consummate anything with her for fear of hulking out and hurting her. He doesn't trust himself. Talk about blue balls. In this case, Green Hulk hence leading to his It's Complicated Facebook status update this morning. I don't get that. Yeah, Banner and Black Widow are definitely into each other. Very Buffy and Angel stuff. Joss Whedon, very Joss Whedon. But that is not all. We also learn in the party scene that Jane is no longer with Thor. The poor Asgardian is at the bar watching Jane with Richard, Chris O'Dowd's character from Thor The Dark World supposedly he is okay with it he's fine supposedly that's that's where it ends gotcha that's interesting i don't know i don't like it yeah
2: yeah i mean that's that doesn't sound like it you know it's 15 minutes of a two and a half hour movie yeah
0: it sounds like a fun opening i like the hammer stuff yeah i hope the party's fun i you know it sounds interesting and i'm trying to like pick it up and Yeah, Cap did pick it up in the comics. Yeah, he did pick it up. I think more than once. Yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see. Um, So, yeah, that's your uh, Avengers Age of Ultron news. I don't know, man. I I guess I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see the movie, but this doesn't really excite me all that much. I'm excited to see that Hulk
2: fight where he's confused
0: and and thinks
2: the Leviathan is alive. Yeah. I'm excited to see Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver as villains. Right. I, that'll probably be a pretty big action sequence at the beginning. remember uh, the
0: Hulk the uh, the the what was it the Hulk armor yeah yeah Hulk, Hulk Buster the Hulk buster armor that we saw yeah yeah that, do you think that's going to come into play in one of these scenes Yeah I don't know. I think we have to get to the
2: Ultron probably after that 15 minutes
0: yeah uh, finally radar radar online is reporting that Brian singer may lose out on directing X-Men Apocalypse because of the sexual abuse allegations. Apparently Singer's lawyers have given Fox proof that the reports are false, but that doesn't matter to Fox. They don't care if he's innocent or guilty. They are just worried about how much they have to give him to make the film. So it's all about money.
2: Oh, that's, kind of, that's too bad. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I mean, if they can prove it's false, Fox should let Brian Singer go again. I mean, he hit it out the park.
0: Let him try again. Exactly. I think they're just worried about how much they got to pay him in the next film. Yeah, I they, don't I don't understand that. Explain that to me. They don't care if he's innocent or guilty. Yeah. They're just worried about how much it's going to cost to get him to come back. I g- gotcha. They're in contract negotiations. Singer and his agent, they thought the deal was done. Yes. And now Fox is kind of like balking. Mm-hmm. And so it all comes down to a dollar amount at this point. Gotcha. They want him for cheaper now because of the problems. Uh, they would have probably paid. gotcha. That's probably what's going on. Gotcha. The, it, the official word hasn't been released. This is all sources and stuff, mm-hmm. so I don't know if any of this is true. But a deal should have been done. You'd think it. Okay, a a, a freaking deal was already done before Captain America three, uh, Captain America two even came out between Marvel and the Russo brothers. Yeah. You'd think that a deal would be done after the amazing haul that they did as far as like money for X-Men Days of Future Past. You'd think a deal would have already been done. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done a deal yet. Yeah. That's too bad.
2: That's too bad for Brian Singer. I can't believe I'm saying that.
0: I know. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that movie.
2: Yeah, it was great.
0: It's so good. I, can't- I saw it twice
2: in the theater. Can't wait to see it again, to be honest with I you. I saw it
0: twice, too, and I love it. I can't wait to see it. Um, let's see here. Finally, some Star Wars news. Before we jump into the Star Wars news, uh, I, of course, have a Star Wars-related Ryan Drost email. Ryan Drost being the host of the Star Joe's podcast. He says, hey, guys, it's your roving Outer Rim reporter. Jake, you like Jar Jar Binks? Question <laughs> mark. Misa think you bat the shit crazy. I'm a die hard Star Wars fan, and I like the prequels the Ewoks, and so many other things that people pass off as bad Star Wars. But even I can't get behind Jar Jar. Sure, the kids like him. But remember, when we were kids and we actually liked cool stuff, I guess what I'm saying is that if kids like Jar Jar, then I question their upbringing. Hey, man, if it wasn't for Jar Jar,
2: then Palpatine wouldn't have been able to get that vote to take over power, and we wouldn't have the Emperor and all his badass glory in the actual classic trilogy, right? (laughs) Jeez. Thank you, Jar Jar, for giving us the – the letting Palpatine take over.
0: Uh, Ryan, please help me. <laughs> please help me. All right. And he says, in regards to Brian thinking Boba Fett could use a love interest in his movie, I would again refer you to Star Wars Blood Ties Volume 1 and 2. In Volume 2, there is stuff related to a love story but done in a very Boba Fett acceptable way. You need to read Volume 1 to really fully understand the story in Volume 2. So a love story can be done for Boba Fett, but it can be tertiary to the main story. It doesn't have to be a focal point in the driving of the story. In fact, it could reinforce why Boba Fett does not allow himself to have attachments. Hmm. Question, is Blood Ties a comic or a book? uh, Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Gotcha. I'd be interested in checking that out. I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah, you know what? I, I wonder if I can just download it digitally. Yeah. I, I'm really wanting to read that now. He says, you guys have learned the danger you face when you get into the Star Wars EU, when you tried finding out how long the Mandalorians have been around. The simple answer is, a long time. As far as in canon stuff, the Mandalorians do appear in the later seasons of the Clone Wars animated show, so there is still in-canon material for a history of Mandalorian characters. Oh, gotcha. That's cool. Good to know. Going back a couple of episodes, you were all discussing the Red 5 movie. What is this? What if this is just a red herring title, much like Blue Harvest was used as the name for Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Blue Harvest for Empire? Yeah, you're correct. My reasoning for thinking that the Red 5 was not a call sign for Rogue Squadron, there was a red and gold team in A New Hope. The Rogue Squadron team did not exist yet. Rogue Squadron first appeared in The Empire Strikes Back— And they were formed from the Red Team. So to have a Red 5 movie be about the Rogue Squadron wouldn't be entirely accurate, which makes me think the name is just a placeholder for something else. And I know movie titles can change, but what would be better? What would be a better Red Herring name than Red 5? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Most likely it's just some... Colors.
0: Blue Harvest Red 5?
2: Yeah. I agree. I'm sure it's going to be just something else. We just can't be told what it is yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan's right. Lastly, you guys warm the cockles of my heart when you refer to Mau, Mau Nidon as Hammerhead and Ponda Baba and Walrus Man. Because that is what they were originally known as until much later when they decided to name the characters. So those original names take me back, but maybe not in the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle region. Maybe in the liver, maybe in the kidney, maybe even in the colon. We don't know. And, yes, that is a Dennis Leary reference if you didn't get it. The subcockles of the colon. Yeah. I definitely get it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll always be hammerhead to me. Until Jason returns the show one day as a blue spirit providing sage advice and wisdom, take care of yourselves. Ryan Drost.
2: Always great emails from Ryan.
0: Absolutely. Let's see here. We're going to talk about the Harrison Ford injury. Yeah. Let's talk about him. Let's do it. Harrison Ford got injured on set filming Star Wars Episode Seven in the Millennium Falcon. I know. The Millennium Falcon door, right? Yeah. The uh, hydraulic door fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the report is that he actually – like there, I, a lot of people are saying he might have chest injuries. Yes, I've heard that too. But uh, MTV News had a report, and they got it confirmed from – th- I, don't, I, don't, I think it was THR. I think it was THR reported that it was just an ankle injury. He broke his ankle or fractured his ankle. Gotcha. Oh, that's crazy. I, I hope he'll be okay.
2: You know, I hope it doesn't mess up the filming too bad.
0: Well, when you're that old, it's going to take you longer to heal. It's not like he's a young pup anymore, dude. He's 71, so it's going to take him a while to heal. But And he's got a huge, gigantic role, according to sources in this movie. But they're going to go ahead and film as planned. But... I don't know man, it kinda, I hope it doesn't hurt the production. Yeah,
2: me too. I'm sure they can figure out how to work around it on the fly. I don't think he was gonna be in all two hours of this movie. And there's plenty of other stuff they can film.
0: I don't wanna see him like hobbling around in the movie either. I don't want them to have to like change the story because he's not able to, you know, move right. You know, like Shia LaBeouf when he got injured during that last Transformers movie, like he hurt his hand. Oh yeah. Driving accident. They had to put that wrap around his hand. To kind of make sense and throw it into the story. I don't want them to have to do that with Star Wars. I want them to be be able to do the movie that they wanted to and not have to work around his fucking injury. Yeah, that is true. That's a shame. Yeah, I was really
2: distressed to hear that he had got hurt when I first heard those reports come in. Yeah.
0: But at least it wasn't like a chest injury like they were talking about. At least it's just an ankle. Yeah. So I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, I'm glad he's okay too. Yeah. IGN Middle East was told by one of their sources that actor Simon Pegg was on the set of Star Wars Episode Seven and shooting scenes for the film. He has said that he wasn't going to be a part of the movies in the past, saying, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to be in it, to be honest. I think J.J. should cast new faces with no stunt casting. Pegg is a huge fan of the original trilogy, though, and these guys have worked together on both Star Trek movies and then Mission Impossible Three. And then I, I wouldn't put it past either Abrams or Peg to try to sneak him into the movies. Yeah, I mean, there's so many extras
2: in a Star Wars movie that it's not too hard to sneak in anyone yeah. you want. You know? Yeah. I mean, Christ, we had in, didn't we have an in sync member in Episode Two?
0: Yeah. So I think it would be genius if they didn't sneak peg in but they snuck that little alien guy that hangs out with peg in the star trek movies oh that'd be funny just have him in there you know that would blow people's minds yeah that would blow people's minds but peg actually came out today and he addressed the rumor and he said um that it wasn't he just wanted to be on set to check everything out and that people might be confused because he's doing a phineas and ferb the cartoon Mm. he's doing a phineas and ferb star wars episode gotcha that's interesting So people might be confused, but that also might be bullshit. So you never know. You can't, you can't trust either of these guys because JJ Abrams is, he's kind of a sneaky guy.
2: Yeah. And they want to keep this shit as close to the, you know, as close to their chest as
0: possible. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they threw him in there. I don't think they're gonna throw him in there as Scotty. That's not gonna happen. No. But, uh, I don't know, man. It'd be cool. Maybe he's an alien or something. Just some random guy at some random place. He could be in makeup. Or just, re- yeah, like you said, like a random guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Be interesting. Remember years ago when they were filming what was, it? was it Phantom Menace or was it Attack of the Clones where they were talking about having like, uh, the members of Insync or the Backstreet Boys? I was saying that. They do. One of the members of Insync is
2: in Episode 2. He is? Yeah, he's the guy who throws Obi-Wan the lightsaber after he doesn't have a lightsaber while he's fighting all those beasts in the Genosian Coliseum.
0: I get Backstreet Boys, In That was Justin Timberlake. I get right? him confused
2: too. In Sync is Justin Timberlake.
0: Was Joey Fatone? He yes,
2: was- yes. And I think it. I could be wrong, but I think it might even be Joey Fatone throw, okay. throwing him the lightsaber. He's on some creature, and he throws him the lightsaber. It's that person is for sure the In member.
0: It, it throws Obi Wan.
2: Yeah, I just watched it. The other- Obi Wan no. has no lightsaber because okay. he just they, he was tied to those stumps and fighting yeah. those beasts. And when all the Jedi show up, you see a Jedi throw Obi-Wan a lightsaber. Huh. And that specific Jedi that throws – back me up on this, uh, Star Joes.
0: Yeah. Somebody somebody. (laughs) – all we need is to do a Google search, honestly. But no, we're not going to take the time. Fuck it. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Okay, check this out. There's (laughs) the final rumor and then we're going to end the show. It's going to be a quick show because it's late. It is late. I mean it's just – Man, this is one of those nights where we, we had to fit it in and just happened to be a late night. And then it took us an hour to get recording because we had problems with... Yeah, we yeah.
2: were, we were beat down. Yeah, so we apologize for this
0: episode. <laughs> Don't apologize for the episode. Actor John Boyega <laughs> took to Twitter and he tweeted, uh, yeah, John Boyega of course is, is, uh, starring in Star Wars Episode 7. He's one of the new actors in okay, yeah. the cast. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he got to Twitter and he tweeted, very happy that my daddy will be joining the fun. He, he, he. Hashtag episode seven. Now, some people that I've been reading on the internet are talking about his real life father. Yeah. Or his character's father is what I'm, they mean. It's got to be his character's father. I'm thinking it's Lando Calrissian. Oh, wow. Hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Who knows?
0: I, I'm hoping Lando's in it. Yeah. We've got enough people in it. Save Lando for episode eight. They could do that, I guess. I mean, but I don't know. He said, he said that my dad, my daddy will be joining the fun. I heard lots of rumors that
2: he's going to be the central character.
0: Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, that was one of those yeah. Latino reviews
2: rum- rumors. Yeah, that would. So I don't know about the Lando the Lando thing. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, don't think it
2: couldn't happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week. Uh, next week we should have a longer show. Hopefully we'll be able to start earlier and won't have so many problems. But uh, Yeah, yeah. But what we got coming next week? Do we got a movie next week? Uh, this week was uh 22 Jump Street and How to Train Your Dragon. Next week yeah. is – I feel like it's something. No, there's no big movies coming out next week. I was talking to John about this, John Woods. It's a slow summer. It's so far it is, yeah. I I don't know what the next big movie. I mean, we still got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Lucy. Yeah. We got Transformers, Turtles. But next week is a slow, oh, uh, Think Like a Man 2.
2: Oh, Jesus.
0: And uh, what else? What's the other one? I can't remember. There's It's Think Like a Man 2 and like another movie. It's just like, yeah, it's a slow one. Nothing I want to cover. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: everybody, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You know, we need as much. Give us reviews on iTunes, you know, rate us however you
0: want. We, we'd yeah. really appreciate that. I'm wanting to read some more iTunes reviews, but we haven't gotten enough of them lately for me to, like, do a whole thing on them, so.
2: Yeah, I look, I look on the iTunes thing once a week, and it would be nice to see a couple couple more reviews.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we get, we get bad ones, too, which is, that's fun to read. Oh, yeah. Those we'll, are fun.
2: We'll have a good time. So give us whatever you want. Just anything helps spread the word, you know?
0: Yeah, spread the word. I'm all like, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired, too. Uh, dude, me too. <laughs> God damn, it's late. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, uh, just like all good leftover say in their doggy bags. Thank you for potato. <laughs> 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 thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. Later, y'all. See you next week.
1: They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
0: And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So, get in contact with David, and thank you. And check us out on Tumblr too, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> and don't forget, we're on Instagram too.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that just happened. Ready like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a warm bread, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the
2: cool. It's, it's a trap.
1: going to it, it, Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, team, it, let and break it, Tupperware wear parties of culture, spill over like a vulture carry over, culture push over, pop culture leftovers with the uncool kids. What's this has already been said? Leftovers pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. hot culture leftovers Good good and it. do we love it? Hey, let's race it, hey, embrace it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, culture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, culture pushed over. Pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, left
3: Leftovers.
1: it taste it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And we the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Sure and the only talent
3: is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.